welcome to Falter Ego episode 11. The Australian election happened on Saturday and it was an interesting election because it wasn't the usual two-party sort of flip-flop that, you know, countries go through. You know, you vote for one party for like one election cycle or sometimes even, you know, 10 years, 15 years and then eventually they go, oh, I've had enough of them and then they vote for the other person. It was a little bit more complex than that. It was a little bit more interesting, the old uh, the old Australian election uh, that just uh, went by. Um, for those of you not in Australia, the two main parties here are the coalition, called the coalition because it's made up of two parties that have got a little agreement together. So there's the LNP, the Liberal National Party, and the Nationals. And together they form the coalition. So it's sort of treated as one party. And they are the uh, right-leaning party uh in australia a bit like the republicans um and i say right right leaning uh they're leaning so much that uh, whatever they, they were leaning on has long since toppled over they're they're right toppling they're not just right leaning um so there's them and then the other main party is the labor party um which i guess is sort of analogous to the democrats uh, but that's not quite as clear a um, it's not quite as clear a uh, comparison there. Not not as quite as direct through line there for various reasons. The Labour Party in Australia is supported by the union movement, so it's a little bit it's a little bit different. First of all, it was an interesting uh, election result because it wasn't like I said, it wasn't the usual two party flip flop that you know nations go through that cycle of voting for one side and then slowly getting bored of them and gaffes happen and you slowly go oh fucking hell can't deal with these assholes anymore and then you vote for the other side and then after about two election cycles three you get bored of them and go yeah fucking hell these people are shit i'm gonna vote with the other ones and so cycle and so history continues uh until uh, the planet implodes um it was a bit more interesting than that and for the first time uh, i felt a little bit excited by an election result because what happened was it wasn't just uh, coalition voters um, running away from the coalition and going to Labour. Uh, in fact, uh, even less people, even Labour people didn't go to Labour. Um, we'll get into the the specifics of that in a second. But uh, a lot of people, there was a lot of huge swing towards Greens and a huge swing uh, towards uh, independent candidates in what were traditionally considered quite safe uh, liberal um, coalition seats, um, which is great um, because it means we're not, it's it's not that sort of traditional two-party system anymore. It's made things a little bit more complicated. And again, for reasons we'll get into later, I think complexity in parliament is is a good thing, certainly for the ego, as is the common through line of all the, these uh, episodes. Yeah, I'll, I'll shoehorn ego into every conversation i have it's my brand guys the first thing i wanted to talk about though was uh i guess it's just been wary of our own reactions to the election because they can uh lead us to being not our best selves the first the first the first thing i want to talk about was um this sense of job done uh obviously there's a prevailing there's a there's a cathartic release when your party wins, whichever party it is you want to win. At some point, as I said, you're going to find yourself in the winning position. Um, this is a podcast episode for everybody. Um, maybe not Nazis. If you're a Nazi, this isn't for you. But generally, you know, 
whoever you vote for, you're going to end up finding yourself uh, in the winning position at some point in time. But um, there's a sense of job done and, um, and like, oh, finally, you know, Australia's on the right track. And I think, you know, if, if you dig down into the numbers, it's not as reassuring, actually, um, as we all would like to think it is, especially if you're a Labour voter. So, you know, Labour people saying, oh, finally, we've, we've kicked out the coalition. They, you did, but um, the, the, I, th I think I'm right in saying that th there's something like 32 33 or somewhere between like 32.8% of people voted for Labour, which is a, a lower percentage than the number of people who voted for Labour last time when they lost. So this is like a losing number with which they won with. Um, so it's not, it's not, I would, I wouldn't immediately be popping the champagne. I would, I would possibly be introspecting um, because and same for anyone, actually, if you, you know, if you supported the independents, um, like I did uh, in my head, because I'm not a citizen, so I can't vote. But um, if you supported the independents, you know, again, it's like, oh, this is great. There's this swing away from the culture. We did it, guys. We must have done something right. And I'm sure we did. I'm sure like the campaigning was great. Um, everyone's put a lot of effort into it. But I think the back patting thing i would just be a little bit wary of it because you know we've we've had scott morrison for what was it three years and more broadly you know the coalition for nine years <laughs> during which time some horrible shit has happened i mean i mean going all the way back to tony abbott who was the first prime minister of this run um of this stretch of this this gamut of this gamut of nightmares um of this this uh yeah this, this sort of this uh babushka doll of of absolute horrors um you know he he was just a sexist piece of shit uh thought climate change was quote unquote a load of crap um we had after him um morrison scott uh, sorry not um malcolm turnbull who in his heyday had said he believed in climate change and was now obviously this this just like broken powerless guy beholden to like the worst the most right-wing side of his party it's just horrible to watch um clearly like just top one percent loved fucking negative gearing and making the rich even richer wanted to you know try to sell tax cuts by you know again talking about the trickle down effect which I've talked about it for just, um, just simply doesn't exist. Um, trickle down effect has never existed. Um, exhibit a, you know, fucking earth. <laughs> Notice there's a lot of people up at the top have fucking shit loads of cash uh, and lots of people, many, many more people down the bottom with nothing. Um, so yeah, trickle down economics is not a thing. And then Scott Morrison, who's like, went on holiday when the country was on fire and you know when if you hadn't seen this but you know if it when he has has to comment on sexual assault and like rape it's like yeah you know um i think it's bad because <laughs> you know i've got i've got daughters so i guess it's bad it's like no you, you need if you if you need to if you can only intuit something is bad 
by being bio biologically connected to the possible outcome of that bad action, then you have no moral compass. I mean, the guy needed an empathy coach. He had an empathy coach to make him appear like he gave a shit and like that he could connect with people. Um, so if after nine years of that, you don't get them out, I mean, that would be a miracle. So to be sort of patting ourselves on the back and say, we did it, guys, something we did. So I think they, they did a lot of the heavy lifting themselves in getting themselves out. Um, and if you can't get someone out of government who goes to Hawaii during a bushfire <laughs> crisis, um, then you're doing something wrong. So I, th I think, you know, our jobs were, were made easier by, by the incumbents. Um, and also just historically, you know, I mean, I think any country that sat through three terms of the same government, generally speaking, there is, you do get that kind of like um, pressure release valve thing of just like, you know, just cathartically voting for the, for someone else. Um, so I, I don't think it's job done. I think the job's just getting started in any sense of relief or, um, celebrating ourselves is is possibly um i mean as long as it's temporary i don't mind like a couple of days of like oof, but you know if, if i think currently there's just this vibe of like oh thank god australia is now on the right track and this is the other thing there's this sense of like australia is now changed um because obviously when you vote for someone that's permanent <laughs> um there's this sense that, you know, Australia's identity has changed. And that's, I find that that's a weird aspect of politics as well. It's like, and again, this applies whatever side you vote for, but it's like when you, when you vote for um, your party, it's the Republicans in the States or the coalition here. And if they get a majority and it's like, you see Australia, Australia celebrates conservative values. It's like, well, apparently, yeah, for three years. Uh, and then it seems like Australia bangs its head and has a personality change. I mean, you, for, for the purposes of self-motivation to continue fighting as hard as possible, I would not take this to mean anything. I would not take anything for granted. Um, because, you know, as we saw in the States, you know, they had George Bush, you know, like redneck cowboy, you know, he kind of faked it. He was playing the role of a cowboy. People say he's like dumb. But also he's been giving like a piece of performance art for, <laughs> since he got into public office. It's like, I don't talk proper. It's like, apparently he talks normally. <laughs> so he's just, you know, he, he's he's possibly a, a performance art genius. But, um, you know, they had, they had George Bush and, you know, Iraq and just, we're going to go in and get those guys like just that guy and watch this drive. And then they, Obama, right? And suddenly everyone was convinced, oh, great, now America is this like cool, <laughs> we're now, America now is like cool, progressive, we've got this African-American president, we're progressive now, you know, hope, a new hope, this is just, everything's great. Um, and maybe it did, but it seems like, then they went to Trump and it's like, oh no, all those people who really loved Bush were still there while Obama was there. It's like everyone in, in America bumps their head and got like a personality change. And suddenly everyone in America isn't racist and isn't 
X, Y, and Z, you know, um, and then bumped their head again and voted for Trump. No, those people are always there, that those attitudes in the country are always there. Um, and then and then also, what do you suppose to believe once Trump is gone and Biden's in? It's like, oh, yeah, everyone now, now America's great again. It's, well, it's, I don't think, it just, all it means is that enough people voted for like 49% of the country still doesn't think like you and that 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 the work to be done is always there in reaching out to people who think differently to you and possibly think some pretty shitty things um largely due to the media cycle you know their upbringing um misinformation and it's you know it's it's incumbent on us to fucking do something about that you can't just like ignore that side of the country and just hope miraculously what Labour and Greens and Independents are now is going to rule Australia for the next 2,000 years so that climate change definitely gets sorted. Climate change will only get sorted with consistent action and a three-year, a one-off Labour three-year term isn't consistency, you know. So if they fuck it up, <laughs> and, you know, and it could be anything. You know, if there, if there's some random, I don't know, if NFTs accidentally destroy the economy and suddenly like 15% of people don't have a job, you watch how quickly people just go, oh, fuck the fucking climate bullshit and go back to the the coalition. So to, to be, I, I, I wouldn't, I just wouldn't, even if it, even if everyone is great now, even if Australia is now this wonderful place, um, I would deliberately imagine it's not just to force ourselves to continue working hard because otherwise you just get complacent and optimistic i wouldn't i just wouldn't be optimistic right now you know i would have been optimistic in the states under obama and then surprise it's like the orange goblin king fucking came and mexicans are rapists didn't see that coming sorry i thought we had the african-american guy who was talking about um, yes, we can, and and now we're right. Mexicans rapists. Now we're there, are we? Okay. So I just I wouldn't I just wouldn't go. I just wouldn't think Australia's through its bad patch yet. Just because we've had nine years and suddenly we voted for something else. Just don't forget the fire that having those guys around gave us. Um, because the there's there's a lot of fucking work to be done. Um, and, and as I was saying just before, you'd have to try really hard not to get someone out who's been in for, or a party that's been in for nine years, the last three with someone who needed a fucking empathy coach and needed to consult his wife to check if fucking rape is bad. You know, like we, it was, wasn't that hard a job <laughs> and I don't think we've achieved a miracle. I think it was the, the, you know, the writing was on the wall and we just um, took advantage of that. So I'd just be very wary. I think everyone needs to be very wary of getting egotistical and back patty um, just because of, you know, um, the fact that the government's moment, potentially momentarily changed. So here's a comment uh, from a stalwart supporter, uh, Peter, <laughs> Pete Lawler, saying Obama was pretty keen on drone striking school buses. I mean, well, that, I mean, that is exactly, that, that ties exactly, that proves my, yeah, exactly, thank you. That proves exactly my point, which is that, you know, 
th there's a sense that everything's okay, but underneath the 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 the, um, the prevailing attitudes and the the output of a country, the impact of country can still be fucking awful. I mean, we've got Labour in now, we've got Greens, we've got the independents. Does that mean? Um, I mean, what's Labour's version of climate action going to look like? And in a year and a half, will it be pissing off the electorate so much that they're not just going to go back the other way? Um, do we just because we've got, um, you know, it's because he said just be, just because we have an ostensibly progressive government in now, does that mean all these awful attitudes and awful behaviors have gone away? Or, I mean, again, as per that percentage, 32.8% voted for Labour. So it still means there's, you know, there's two thirds of the country. If you're a Labour supporter, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be celebrating, to be honest, because it means, you know, there's still two thirds of the country that don't think like you. So you're very much <laughs> in the minority, actually, um, and that's alarming. And that, you know, that should again motivate us to not be too cocky and too confident in victory. Don't be a sore winner. Uh, I would be looking at, well, fuck me. There's I thought this climate stuff was a done deal. I thought everyone was on board with this now. Clearly not. There's still a lot of like, you know, yes, there are lots of polls saying that 90% of, you know, people think climate is an important issue. That doesn't mean like 90% of people want their lives to be ruined to try and solve climate change or, you, you know, just wait till the gas bills or whatever go up by X percent and see if, see how much people are committed to it. Then but saying you want, think something should be an issue uh isn't a doesn't necessarily vouch for anyone's commitment to that issue um i mean i you know i've 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 gone all in i've you know i've gone vegetarian i've got solar on my roof i've got a worm farm um i only take cold showers like i'm i'm quite happy for my energy bills to go up or whatever i'm i'm very happy to be inconvenienced uh for the if for the sake of climate change I, but that i'm not everyone so let's just wait and see see what happens there um, the the one thing I thought was really was really exciting about the election um, is is the presence of these independents. I think that's really really fascinating and interesting and complicated and great because I think complicated in Parliament is great. Um, there's this sort of recurring argument that um, well now that these independents have taken seats away from um, the coalition. That oh you know it's, oh, it's going to be chaos. It's going to be a hung parliament, or we're going to have to be constantly negotiating with these people. Um, and 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 again, this comes back to ego because it comes back to this weird mindset that voters have. And again, on either side of politics, that the only good election is one where your party outright gets to like be in control and run the country. Um, so you know when there's a, a coalition landslide, Republican landslide. Or a, a labor landslide. So, oh, great! Finally, we can get to the business of fixing the country. Now that we've got this majority, and all the voters get really excited and they get sucked into it as well. And just it, to me, it's just a weird mindset to think this country will only be run well if people who weirdly happen to think exactly what I think are in charge. I mean, isn't that like the most? Um, anti-Galileo sort of world revolves around me that 
and unless Australia or the people in power are like a, an imprint copy of my beliefs, somehow this country's going to the toilet. Like the only way that this country can be run well is if people who share my values dominate in parliament. I find that because I, I think I'm an idiot. So the last thing I would want is anybody who looks like me <laughs> to be running the country. But apparently, you know, if you're, you know, that phrase died in the wool, if you're a died in the wool Labour voter or a died in the wool coalition voter, you you think, great, these people are, the fact that people who think like I do are in power, the fact that they're there, that's a good thing because I know I'm right. And so there's a huge, I, I love the fact that there are independents there now because, yeah, they are going to have to negotiate. Their, their ideas are going to have to be tested uh, they don't just have like a blank check to pass legislation uh, willy-nilly without being, um, without having to kind of, you know, argue the case for certain things. And I really, really love that idea. I love the idea that Parliament has become a, become a bit more complicated. Um, because again, there's, there's also just this, this bizarre, this bizarre belief that once you've voted for someone, it's like, well, yeah, they're, you know, voted Labour in, great. Well, they're, they're obviously going to be right about everything for three years. <laughs> like, most human beings aren't right about everything in a space of 24 hours. And we, all, we make silly mistakes all the time about really easy stuff, about, like, should I wear... <laughs> I've, I've put milk in the fucking cupboard because I was tired. <laughs> That's... That's obviously, that obviously goes in the fridge. And I fucked that up. Like people make mistakes about basic stuff all the time. And people misremember facts and birthdays. And they, oh, I think, you know, uh, World War II started in bloody, but no, it didn't. It was 1939. People just fuck up on a daily basis. So there's a weird, um, I find it weird being an ardent any party supporter and just placing your faith in them because again that's that's weirdly narcissistic it's like because that's my team and i voted for them um and i love them and i identify as a labor voter i'm a coalition voter um you vote for them and they go yeah they're just going to be they're going to be right for three years they're going to be flawless um and you see and you, you know when they do fuck up because inevitably all political parties do um because again we're human um i mean some fuck-ups are obviously deliberate and the way they fuck up is by being immoral pieces of shit um but, you know they might stuff up an employment thing or what, whatever happens that like, you see the died in the wall voters when these fuck-ups happen um just defending them and like deflecting because because they've they've bought in so much They've put all their chips on this. They put all their chips on red, and you go, yeah, but what if it lands on black? It's not going to land on black. It's, all, it's always going to be red. Like they just—they cannot conceive that their party they voted for has has fucked up. Um, which I find like just—it's—it's it's fine to admit that your party's made mistakes, but I just find it—it's—it's it's a really, really odd thing. Like I, I would never—I don't think I've ever been 
a dyed-in-the-wall anything supporter in terms of politics. And whenever anyone I've voted in back in the UK has made mistakes, I've, I've never been so invested in making sure they seem like infallible because I just I need them to be running the country um, that I've defended them against wrongdoing. I just find it, and you can, it's so frustrating to, and, and, and this is a behavior that's spreading more and more as we, as we get more and more addicted to our own kind of like microblogging, you know, like web 2.0 identities. You see this behavior more and more and more, just people just being completely unwilling to admit wrongdoing or, or admit, um, a mistake. And in politics, that's really frustrating because, you know, some newspaper story will come out. Uh, and I've had conversations with really smart people, like really intelligent people. And some story will come out about the coalition, you know, this is going back years now, like, you know, Bronwyn Bishop, like hiring, using taxpayer dollars to fly a helicopter. Bronwyn Bishop uh, was one of the, uh, was who, who was she? And I've, I'm actually glad that I've forgotten. Um, but she was a coalition MP, used taxpayer dollars to fly a helicopter. And you bring that up with, people, yeah, but I mean, Labour, when they were in power for four years ago, blah, 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 blah. It's like, just, just own it. Just go, yeah, no, it was fucked up, man. Fucking hell. I hope she gets kicked out. Like, at least then I can go, okay, so this is a person who, who I can talk to about politics because you're actually, you, you, it's not an identity for you. Um, but I feel that that's just the, it seems to be the prevailing um, affliction amongst a lot of voters. Is there a something voter? And they just can't abide um, the fact that, you know, their, their party's ever made a mistake. And I, th I think that was, you know, we saw that a lot with Scott Morrison in the last three years of just like, no, no, just didn't make, no, just completely unable. And that was a refreshing thing. I, I will say about uh, Anthony Albanese was like when he just said, I fucking don't know. He got asked about the, what the unemployment rate was. And he was like, well, I think it's uh, five point. No, you know what? I don't know. And that was great. Um, and I will say already seeing him chatting to um, Biden as well, just seeming a little bit more human than, than Scott Morrison. But again, that's not really, that's not really saying much. Um, that's not really saying much. So I, I just think for anyone saying that the presence of independent candidates in parliament is a problem, um, I just say that is your ego at work. And why, why do you need the people who think like you to go unchallenged for three years? And why would you ever think any group of people, whether it's politicians or people who run a hospital or a Silicon Valley company or anything, why, why would you ever think any group of people could operate flawlessly for three years and, and not need a bit of being held to account it's it's silly and i i hope we move i hope the presence of the independence is start of, is the start of something a little bit different in politics where it's just where you vote for a majority and then you just hand over all your decision making and all your um 
all your capacity for uh, all your capacity for just wondering whether or not they're doing the right thing. You just hand that over to them. All, all capacity for independent thought. Just oh, I, was, I voted for Labour. They got a majority. I'm just going to let them run the country because um, clearly I'm a Labour voter and they're going to be great at it. It's like, no, they're going to fuck. Labour's going to fuck up and the Greens are going to fuck up and the Independents are going to fuck up. Um, they're all going to fuck up. Everybody does. And um, the important thing is when it happens, it's just own it and not do what the coalition did for the last nine years and what most political parties do when they get caught out and try and save face. Um, I hope they own it. And I hope you as a supporter of them own it as well, because it'll, it just makes us, it makes, it'll make it harder when the other party gets in one day to, to do the same thing. Um, so I think, yeah, I'm glad the independence there. I'm glad it's complicated and I'm glad if I were a Labour voter, I'd be glad that there are indies there to challenge my team. I wouldn't be so egotistical and invested to think that the only way for this country to operate smoothly is for the guys that I like and people who agree with me to just have like free reign for three years. It's just, that's just a, um, it's just a silly way to think. Um, and the final thing I'll say is that um, if, if you're someone who espouses their values online and have been championing climate change and climate action, <laughs> sorry, not climate change, I've been championing climate change, hope it gets hotter, guys. You know, do you know in some parts of the world there are polar bears who haven't, uh, haven't got on a surfboard yet and ridden a big wave on a hot beach? Climate change can do that for them. Uh, can you this if you've championed climate action and if you believe in climate action again i i just don't think this is a moment to pat ourselves on the back because it it's not that hard to get people out who have been in for three terms and when they've been that shit at it and when they've been led by a guy who literally needs an empathy coach um i think you know the the hard job is being is now being in control. It's very easy to be a backseat driver, right? It's very easy. For the last nine years, satirists, comedians, journalists, op-ed writers, uh, just any average, just your normal lay people on Facebook, we've all um, we've all kind of in a in a weird way had it easy because we've got to we've been allowed to make pot shots from the sidelines and just say, yeah, Scott Morrison, that was shit. Oh, that policy was shit that's disgusting that's fucked you know um it's very easy to do that and i you know possibly some of our activistic or um proactive moral you know moral behaviors or moral muscles might have atrophied a little bit because we we've you we sort of haven't had to do anything apart from point out that they're not doing anything well now we're in power I say we if you're a you know, Labour, Greens, independent voter. Um, but again, this applies for any coalition voters listening to this. You know, uh, you're now in the position of being able to sit back and do nothing and just go, Labour shit, no, that was fucked. Um, and when you get back into power, which will inevitably happen one day, um, you're going to be in this same position, which is that it's, it's easy to take pot shots from the sidelines. Um, but now, now we're in power. 
um, we've actually got to start doing something and not just going on Twitter. And like, this is the thing I don't want us to do. And by us, I mean like progressive people, just go online, like lord it over conservatives for the next three years. Um, we should, I mean, in a weird way, we should just all get off Twitter and go and plant our vegetable patches now. Like we, we, we're now, the spotlight's on us, okay? We've had nine years of, quote unquote, the bad guys. Um, and we've just been able to look at them and go, fucking hell, that's just abhorrent. Um, don't look at me. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not behind the steering wheel. You know, we've had nine years of being backseat drivers. Now we're behind the steering wheel. What we can't do is just like look behind us and go, yeah, remember when, uh, remember when you were driving? Yeah, weren't you shit at it? It's like, can you please focus on the fucking road? I was like, oh, shit. You know, we're driving. Um, we now need to focus on the road. You know, can't focus on those guys. Um, but more, more importantly than that, you know, if, if we believe in climate action, we also have to therefore want, you know, this new political mix-up to be around for a really long time. Because uh, climate action, the planet uh, cannot survive on global governments that change change hands every three or four years because climate action needs to be consistent so part of our strategy you know our strategy doesn't strategy doesn't end with getting the coalition out our strategy now has to begin in keeping the people who are who we want in power in power and at some point that is going to have to involve placating or engaging or empathizing or not enraging or not disenfranchising or disillusioning the you know two-thirds of the population that you know didn't vote for labor and obviously a huge percentage who didn't vote for greens or or independence um we can't just post cute memes about there's a, there's a twitter account now Anthony Albanese's dog and um I just looked at that and went oh I don't think we're going to win next time <laughs> already already I can just see like we're just going to be cute and always oh, need lovely and we're just going to post like excerpts from his speeches and stuff and go wow isn't he great and just f forget that simmering behind us is pretty much half the population who would like to see someone else in power. I mean, you can't, and if you believe in climate action, you can't let that happen. So part of the strategy now, you know, phase one, get the coalition out, if that's what you want, if that's what you believe in. Phase two, there has to be an increase in empathy now. I think empathy, it's, it's weirdly a dirty word, isn't it? Because people think that means, um, you know, empathizing with someone's beliefs rather than just empathizing with the person. But that, that is the great mistake. You know, if, if there's some weird fucking one nation voter or some people who vote coalition because of they like their fucked up position on fucking marriage equality or trans issues and stuff, they, they think those things because they've been exposed in their life to the wrong things. Um, you know, if you've seen uh, everything everywhere all at once, you know, <laughs> there's, there's a 
there are pivotal moments in people's lives where they'll go off in one direction and it's not everyone is a product of the you know the steps that it took to get them to where they are today um and you can empathize with the you know the sad story that has created that person without empathizing with the end the end product that is their beliefs um but we're going to have we're going to have to abandon the the politics of of smugness um or the the yeah, the, the the satirical voice of dunking on on quote unquote stupid people, you know, um, and writing off whole swaths of voters just because you know they like coal, and it's like, oh, I'm fucking, you know, if you vote for coal, then have you read a book? Like, just we just can't do that anymore because we need momentum now if we want climate action to pay off, you know, we're not going to fix the planet in one labor term. You know, it's going to be, we need 20 terms of something. Um, and that's either, you know, with this weird new mix, which is great, or I don't know, to somehow engaging the coalition so that when they come back in power, which they will one day, it's impossible for them to we 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 will have used kindness and empathy so much and brought so many people along for the ride that finally when the coalition returned to power they they will find their original base of people who don't give a shit about climate change has evaporated and that's what we need to do and that's not going to be achieved by sitting back and going fuck labor's won everything's okay now um the other 50% of idiots can all fuck off. And, uh, you know, we, we've done it, guys. You know, we've, we did it. We did it. We haven't done anything. We've, we've done the easy thing. That was the easy bit. Getting the people who everybody hates out who've been around for nine years. And so that wasn't going to happen anyway, probably. That was the easy bit. That This is the hard bit now. Is showing empathy to the losers. And, you know, softening them and bringing them along for the ride so that in three years time they don't turn on us and fuck us out so there's, there's lots to be done um you know there was a actually uh, one comment on um patreon uh again from pete lawler thanks so much constant name checks for that guy i mean he's stellar i if you really this podcast is about advertising pete lawler he's if you look, if you run a podcast, get him, get him, get him involved as a fan. Um, but he said one thing that he really liked, uh, or one thing he came to realize from this election was how, like, healthy uh, Schadenfreude can be. Um, in you know, it's it's healthy. It's nice. It's nice to know the world occasionally works. That karma is in place. That bad sometimes you know bad people do get kicked out, and it's quite nice and healthy to see Schadenfreude in action. Um, and I agree with that. And, and I would like to add on top of that. Um, it's, it's healthy, cathartic to see Schadenfreude in action. It's even healthier still if you remember that for when you're in power so that you don't end up doing the same things they did. Because otherwise, if, if you witness Schadenfreude and enjoy it, um, that's only really a meaningful experience if you then don't go and um, 
engineer your own downfall through the same human flaws, you know? So like, you know, Scott Morrison, um, you know, he's, he's often, for example, said, so here's one thing we can learn from Scott Morrison as, as we, and again, we, if, if you agree with my political beliefs, but again, these are lessons you can learn for when the coalition come back into power. I don't mind, but you know, here's something we can learn from Scott Morrison as, as we emerge into this new political landscape. So one thing he often does and the coalition often does, um, is, you know, refer to anyone who has any sort of climate concern as belonging to, you know, ah, oh, inner city latte sipping, you know, coffee drinking, um, elites, you know, who aren't in such fucking inner city latte sipping. I mean, you could probably, if you did a search for inner city latte sipping, you know, uh, almond milk drinking, fucking tofu, blah. It's always inner city, inner city, this inner city, that. Um, and as a way of writing them off, it's like if you live in these places, then your opinion doesn't count. And, um, it's such, it's at first, it's a weird thing for a politician to say like, oh yeah, if you live in cities, well then politically, I'm going to just cut you off. It's like, who doesn't live in a fucking city? You know, most people live in, if you live in a city, well, then you believe the wrong things. It's like, well, that's, that's pretty much everyone. <laughs> so I don't know, you know, you only have the right beliefs. You only count as a human being if you don't live in a building, but you know, obviously referring to like rural suburban hardworking people who don't, who can't afford. So it's obviously a rich, a rich poor kind of or a rich working class thing, but just that, that, that way of just dismissing swaths of the population, uh, which has now come to bite him because obviously more people care about climate change than just people, you know, going to wine bars and, and having posh coffees. But, um, Going back to the point about Schadenfreude, it's great to watch that happen. It's really great to watch that happen. It's great to watch, to see someone going, fucking cafe twats. Um, and then, you know, three years later getting voted out. But now we're in that position and it's going to be very tempting to say like, oh, the people in rural, you know, redneck Australia, fucking people who love fossil fuels, idiots, you know, regressive uh regressive so they probably eat coal for breakfast you know probably live in a mine like we can't do that because then that means we haven't learned from the joy of seeing you know the schadenfreude of seeing morrison fail we've got to be better than we've got to be better than that and the and the the the, the hard transition Talking about, you know, transition from, I mean, here's a nice metaphor, transition from fossil fuels to solar energy, uh, to renewable energy, the, you know, the transition from dirty to clean energy. I think we need that um, spiritually as well. We've, we've perhaps necessarily, because uh, fossil fuels have been, were necessary a long time ago to, you know, build civilizations up. Maybe it's been necessary for us to deal in the dirty energy of dwelling on Twitter and being smug and calling people out and calling people fuckwits and stupid and whatever. But now we're in power, that dynamic, that, um, that being stuck in that gear 
will just guarantee that in three years' time, people we've written off and mocked and said are dumb or whatever, um, it will just guarantee that, you know, it comes to bite us in the ass. Um, same as Scott Morrison writing off you know, inner city people and elites and whatnot. Clearly, those people voted a certain way, and now a lot of those inner city seats have gone to you know, independence. We need to transition from dirty energy to clean energy. We need to transition from division and not being able to empathize and just writing the other side off. If we, if we want climate action to build and build and build and be consistent and grow, it cannot, it can't be business as usual anymore. It can't be now that we've won and got this lovely little complicated government in, um, we can't just keep up that vibe because uh, it'll just, you know, if we just write people off, again, we, we will get it. We will get the same experience. Those people... Well, oh yeah, they think they think our voices aren't worth hearing. They think our experiences aren't um, worth investigating or empathising with. Well, we'll show them at the polling booth, and uh, it'll be you know we'll have a few years of some interesting climate policies getting put in, and then the coalition will come back with a landslide and pair them all back again. Um, I mean, this is another reason not to get too optimistic, right? So, oh, great, now finally climate action can begin. Climate action began fucking, what, 12 years ago. We had a we had a carbon tax in this country. And then we voted in. Everyone seemed to go, no. We voted in the coalition and they, they completely wound it back. So we, we're 10 years behind where we need to be. So it's not, you know, Let's celebrate for a fraction of a second, but then also go, you know, hang on, for the last nine years, we failed to get these guys out. We failed to engage voters on these issues. Um, and possibly, possibly, if it weren't for the pandemic and Scott Morrison being such an overtly unlikable human being and Barnaby Joyce, the Deputy Prime Minister, maybe climate wouldn't have got all these voters over the line either. So it's not, you know... I'm not massively, basically what I'm going to finish with is, is just, I, I just wouldn't act as if this means nothing in a sense. Act act as if there's no takeaway from this election, certainly not a positive one. Act as if all of the work is still ahead of you uh, because it is. And don't, don't write people off. Two thirds of the population, you know, weren't, fully on board with labor uh you know a large percentage labor would have lost the election if this had been the previous one with these numbers right so it's not great i just think we need as always more empathy and we've been dwelling on the sidelines on twitter dwelling in in that negative critical space but now we're in the winning position and there's no one to criticize but ourselves we need to act we need to be the spotlights on us we need to be, we need to be examples of good behavior so more empathy more kindness less scoffing less smile we need to be examples uh now 
I mean, it's interesting, you know, I, I remember seeing a statistic years ago that, you know, the generation that's most vocal about climate change were also the generation that were flying the most, um, which was at the time it was Gen Y. And also that the generation that was increasing the amount they fly most year on year was also Gen Y. Um, and I feel like that's not enough now. You know, it's it's not it's not enough to just vote some people in and go, well, that's the job done. Because policy can be wound back, governments can be overthrown, co the coalition can be returned to power. So, you know, while this is a, a moment that's lovely, personally, we also need to be just doing more, 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 more all the time. And we need to be pushing for more, you know, like I said, the, the difficult, the easy job was getting the coalition out. That's, that wasn't the hard bit. That's not the bit where we pat ourselves on the back. That's the easy thing. The hard bit is now what do we do now that we've got into this position? We have to be examples, good examples. We have to show empathy, kindness. We have to bring the people who disagree with us along for the ride to make sure that in three years' time, we don't just walk this all back. And that's that's hard work. Um, and we also can't stop the ongoing moral obligation to like change how we live. You know, it's not just enough to vote in a politician and go, all oh, right, there's a random group of people running a country. Well, that's the world fixed. Like we we still need to do the things that we need to do, like stop, you know, stop throwing clothes out when they get a hold of them. Like learn to sew, <laughs> learn learn to stop throwing things away the second they're a bit old stop buying a new iphone every two years just because the new model looks a bit more exciting and you wish you had the best you always have to have the best you know don't buy nike trainers all the time because they do they fall apart and they're made by tiny kids or something you know it's not enough to just go great policy there's some people making policies now everything's okay everything's okay it's not. There's a lot of hard work to be done. Uh, and there's a lot of outreach to be done. Um, and it has to start now because now, now we're in power. Now we're in the winning position. We're in the driver's seat. So what are we going to do? We've got to focus on the fucking road <laughs> um, and not be looking in the back at the, you know, the people now sitting in the back seat. Um, and we've got to find an energy source that is not smarm and mockery and uh, writing people off. Just see what happens when you do that. See what happens when you write off large swaths of the population as you know, inner city latte sipping, blah, blah, blah. Well, Scott Morrison did that and look where that's got him. Let's not do the same in reverse. Yeah, let's not just write off, oh, you live in, your, in a mining town or oh, the, the mining, blah, you know. We've just got to be careful. And uh, unfortunately, we have to be more careful now than 12 years ago when at least we were starting to make progress with the carbon tax. Um, you know, we've lost 10 years. So we need to be even better at this than we've ever been and not pat ourselves on the back, not think Australia's miraculously changed. It hasn't. Those people are still out there and they're either going to, stay out there as they are or you can bring them along for the ride america went from bush to obama to trump 
they didn't have three separate like personality transplants. It's just those people were still there. Those attitudes were still there. They didn't vanish under Obama. They just went quiet. Okay. So there's a lot to be done <laughs> and it's terrifying. Um, and this election was both encouraging in the fact that it's added complexity and now ideas will have to be challenged. And I love the fact that I love the idea of uh, a government where you, you vote in a political party or you don't vote to have a, a political party run the whole show as if any group of people are infallible and, and deserve to just be unassailable for three years. I love the fact that there are independents to, to bring that complexity there. Um, but also on the flip side, yeah, the numbers are, you know, there's two thirds of people that don't think the way Labour does and Labour in government and are going to be setting the tone. That could be pissing off two thirds of the population and we could see uh, if they fuck up enough, they could, you know, we could see the coalition back in three years time. So um, in short, what were the points? Don't pat ourselves on the back too much. That was the easy thing. The hard work is actually now to come. Um, embrace complexity, abandon ego. Don't be worried that you should never just want a whole party to be running the whole show. Uh, it's weird to imagine that just because somebody shares your ideas, that makes them, <laughs> that means they deserve to be in power. Uh, I would never want to see me in charge of the country. So I don't know why the fact that somebody agrees with you is comforting to you. Uh, that's very egotistical. Get over yourself. And then the third thing is, yeah, we're in the driver's seat now. Let's not make the mistakes of the previous government. Let's not write off swaths of the population and let's not stay. Let's not have muscle memory. Let's not embrace the muscle memory of the last nine years of constantly firing pot shots at them and uh, getting into shitty Twitter arguments and writing people off as you know, Neanderthal science denying fuckwits. You got to find some way to talk to those people because uh, they're not going to go away and they'll come back to buy us in three years. That's all. You can support the podcast on Patreon. Uh, you've already seen some people, mostly Pete. <laughs> so again, all hail Pete. Um, leaving comments and stuff, which I do reply to and I do incorporate into the podcast. That's lovely. Um, and there's some bonus stuff there. I was going to do an episode on everything, everywhere, all at once, the movie. But I'm just going to post a little reaction to that movie as a bit of uh, bonus content just for the Patreon people because uh, I've got lots to say about that film as well. It'll almost be a podcast in of itself, uh, but I just want to talk about it because I think it's great. And there's lots to talk about there in terms of um, Eastern philosophy and stuff, so it's really, really interesting. Um, so that'll be on Patreon. And, uh, yeah, be lovely, be empathetic. Um, try and just fill your heart with kindness to people who don't necessarily agree with the things you agree with and yes all the hard work is yet to come so um, stop patting yourself on the back if you use that hand to do something constructive um, your back will be fine thank you so much for tuning in goodbye